welcome to Just Jay-Z, an epic podcast for hairdressers. Hi, you guys. Welcome back to Just Jay-Z. Sorry, I have a little bit of a cough, so that's why I sound a little manly today. Um, so I uploaded a YouTube video on my channel today, and it was a Q&A get ready with me, and I got so many questions, and I figured that I would do a podcast to kind of go hand in hand with that YouTube video because I got enough questions that I just didn't even have time to answer them all. The video was so long anyway, so I figured I would put some of the overflow questions onto today's episode episode. And I am actually currently driving. Hold on. I'm actually pulling up to Starbucks right now. Pause. (laughs) All right. Sorry about that. So I am currently driving. So if you guys hear cars in the background, I apologize. Filming podcasts and like getting around to actually doing them is so much harder than we thought because Stu's always doing hair. I'm in the office and I'm doing things and it's noisy in my office and there's people around. So sometimes this is the only time I have to do this, but I love doing them every Friday for you guys. So I figured I would just go ahead and do it here. So I apologize if the audio is not the best. I'm actually on my way to meet Stu right now. We're going to Atlanta and we're going to try to film one while we are there. So hopefully next week's episode will have him on it as well. And fun fact, you guys, we are 20 episodes into our podcast now, which means that season one is almost over and season two is quickly approaching. We have a lot of cool ideas for season two. We just redid our artwork for the cover photo and we have a lot of exciting guests and topics we're going to be talking about. And Stu actually took one day off of doing hair so that we can dedicate that to the podcast. So I'm super excited for that. Stay tuned because season two is going to be amazing. All right, so let's get into these questions. So I've got some fun ones, I've got some hard-hitting ones, and I'm just going to answer them to the best of my abilities. Okay, the first question is, are you still active in the church? I know this can be taboo. Um, Yes, I live in Utah, and it can be taboo. Um, The Mormon church is very well known in my area. Pretty much everyone in Utah that I know is Mormon. Um, So I actually grew up Mormon. My parents were both LDS and got married in the temple, met at BYU, like the typical Utah story. And when I was, I think, five, my dad stopped going to church. So for the majority of my life, I grew up with my mom being active and my dad not being active. And honestly, it was kind of hard because it felt like, you know, we were torn two different ways sometimes. Like we would go to church with Sundays on my mom, with my mom and you know, like my dad wouldn't go and people in the ward would ask about it. So that was kind of hard. But as we got older, it was kind of nice because we would go to church with my mom sometimes, but then other times we would take Sundays as like family days and go to a movie together or, you know, spend time together. So looking back on it and like, as I've gotten older, I actually really appreciated the way I grew up because I got to see two sides. You know, I wasn't just Mormon living in that bubble, which I think a lot of people in Utah do. Um, I got to, you know, have my dad not be a member and my mom was. And so I kind of joke that I grew up as a mutt because I was just both, you know? So it was kind of nice. And currently I am not active. Neither of my sisters are, and my husband's not. My mom, I think still considers herself Mormon, but she doesn't go to church. And so I don't really know where she stands on that. But as far as like my family as a whole, none of us are really active anymore. But I do believe that the church has really good values and really good morals and 
you know, there are some stigmas with the church, especially living in Utah. But at the end of the day, Mormons really are like the most giving, generous, loving people. And I appreciate that I grew up around that. I may not be active myself, but I do love all of my friends and family that are Mormon. And like I said, I think that the church has really good core values. So um, yeah, that's my stance on that. Okay. The next question says, how do you plan your content ahead of time? This can be so hard for any influencer or someone who has a business on Instagram to come up with creative content content and engaging captions and, you know, just like content in general, like taking photos, you know, it can be so hard. And especially with my job, I have Instagram posts to do. I also have YouTube videos to post in the podcast and it can be hard to make sure that all of my content is stuff that you guys want to see. Um, so what I started doing actually is I start planning out my content for the whole month. Um, if you follow me on Instagram, you've seen that I will randomly do stories like, what do you want to hear about in the podcast? Or what do you want to see on YouTube? And um, that's awesome because it gives my audience a chance to tell me what they want to see. So I do try to plan my content around suggestions I get. So at the beginning of every month, I will lay out my schedule. So my content schedule is three days a week for YouTube. So I do Monday, Wednesday, Friday uploads. Uh, on Fridays, we also upload a podcast episode. And then I do try to do every single day on Instagram for all of my accounts. But there will be times it goes two or three days. And I don't stress about that because... At the same time, I do believe that it's better to have quality content over quantity. You don't want to just be posting to post. Um, so I will lay out my schedule like that and for YouTube and podcasts. Oh, and also IGTV. I try to do one IGTV on my Jay-Z Styles account on Instagram. So I'll lay out that schedule as well. And I will just come up with ideas, schedule out when I'm going to film them and when I'm going to post each video so I know what video is going to be going up. And especially with my life... Um, I travel a lot. So it's nice to plan those out so that I can film and edit them ahead of time and then upload them and then just make them live on the day they're supposed to go live. So that's been really helpful just coming up with like a content calendar. And that way I know when I need to get things done, when I need to shoot things and when I need to post them. So if you are in that situation, I would recommend whether you're planning a week ahead of time or a month ahead of time, taking time to really plan out your things because staying organized really helps you not feel overwhelmed. This one's kind of funny. It says, what extensions would you add to your hair to lighten it without bleaching? And I actually did this two days ago. So I went brunette recently. You guys can watch my video on the YouTube channel. Um, I will link my YouTube channel below. And we did Trini and Bentley, which I love, but I thought the Trini was going to pop a little more, but it is so similar to the Bentley that it kind of just blended in, which is fine. I still love it. But I did want a little more dimension. So I added actually a little bit of the gram just throughout my hair and then also in the front. And I basically just took off like a Bentley or a Trini and added in a gram. So I didn't add more hair. And honestly, I love it, you guys. It's what I wanted originally and it just kind of popped a little more. So that's the great thing about extensions is you can add lighter hair colors from the extension line into your hair and you can get dimension without having to lighten your hair. So that's the funnest thing about extensions is you can play around and have options. And also, you know, you can do it without damaging your hair, which is amazing. Okay. My next question is, did your TMJ surgery hurt? Uh, so the, for those of you that don't know, I got jaw surgery about five years ago. I had TMJ and my jaw was also kind of unaligned. So basically instead of having a slight overbite, which you should, my teeth just kind of sat directly on top of each other. Um, so they actually had to break my jaw and move it forward. And I had to have braces for a year before that. And then for a few months after, and it was terrible. It was so awful. 
Um, I had to get the surgery and then my, they kind of like wired my braces together for like six weeks after the surgery. So it was uh, liquid foods only. I couldn't eat real food and it was a constant headache. My jaw was aching. So yeah, it was pretty terrible. But the silver lining was that I lost some weight because <laughs> I was on a liquid diet, which I guess any girl would probably love that benefit of it. But um, to this day, I still can't eat like miso soup a ton because all I had during that time was miso soup and like smoothies. So it took me a while to get back to miso soup. And um, yeah, it was just crazy. But I will say I'm so grateful I got that surgery because it helped a lot of my TMJ pain. I still get clicking in my jaw, but for the most part, I don't really have any pain. And also I don't get as many headaches and migraines. And it also just helped my... Um, my face, honestly, like it's crazy to look back at photos of before my surgery. I look like a different person. So my jaw was unaligned. So I felt like my face like was a little unaligned and my jaw just kind of helped bring everything back together. So I am really grateful for it, but, um, definitely wasn't a fun process. Okay. The next question says, where did you get your wishbone necklace? So Stu and I actually have matching wishbone necklaces. And if you're a lover of the podcast, you probably know that a wishbone is like our podcast logo because we have matching wishbone tattoos. So when we were in Nashville, we went to Uncommon James, which is Kristen Cavallari's store. And we saw these wishbone necklaces and they're just so cute, like dainty gold, um, tiny little wishbones on a chain. And we were like, we need these. So we got them and we've been wearing them and they're so cute, but a lot of people have been asking about them. So we came up with the idea um, of doing podcast merch and we actually have an idea for a sweatshirt and then also doing a wishbone necklace. So if you guys would be interested in that, let me know because we think that would be so cool. Okay. This question says, do you refer to the color wheel every time you formulate? So I wouldn't say that I like pull out the color wheel and look at it every time I have to come up with something. But as a hairdresser, after years of experience, you've kind of memorized the color wheel and you know what works, what doesn't, what counteracts each other and so on and so forth. So I would say, yes, I do use my knowledge of the color wheel every time I formulate, but it's not like I have to look at it and, you know, do that. Um, another thing is it's really helpful to know the underlying tones or how the color line you're using pulls. Because for example, an NA is usually a blue or green undertone, but depending on the line you're using, it's not always going to be the same. So you do have to understand the line you're using and the undertones of that so that you know what to use to counteract um, certain colors with. So knowing the color well is like such a basic thing for hairdressers, but it makes such a big difference. And um, it's something you have to have knowledge of and you do have to memorize because it helps you so much in the long run. Oh, this one's funny. It says, how do you pronounce your sister's name? Um, they're referring to Cora and her name is Kira actually. So this is the sister that's just below me and her name's Cora's Light on Instagram. <laughs> and basically her name is Kira, but in high school, she started going by Cora. Um, I don't really know how it came about. I think someone gave her that nickname or someone had like said her name like that on accident. And then it just kind of stuck because she liked it. Um, but she also then found out that we had like a great aunt named Cora. So then she's like, oh my gosh, it's a family name. And she's always just gone by that. So um, I call her Kira because that's like what I've known her as my whole life. But there are times I will call her Cora. My phone actually auto-corrects to Cora now. So when we were naming the extension colors... Um, she said that she wanted hers to be Cora. So that's what we did. And it's funny because when people call in to ask about it, they'll be like, oh, do you guys have the Korea in stock? So I know it's kind of confusing and people don't really know how to pronounce it, but it is Cora. 
This question says, how old are you? I am 28. So weird to say that I'm like almost 30. I seriously feel like I'm 22. It's crazy like how your mind just kind of gets like stuck in a certain age and you feel like you never get older than that. Um, Like I feel like I'm just still so young and it's crazy that I'm getting older. I know 28 is not old, but my husband's 26 and he always likes to remind me that I'm older than him. (laughs) So I'm a little sensitive about it. Did your mom do hair? Like, did she go to cosmetology school and have a clientele? Yes. So my mom has actually done hair my entire life. She went to beauty school before I was born. And when I was growing up, we always had a home salon in our house and she would do clients all the time. And it was super fun to grow up that way because I had like a little salon to get ready in every day. And she would teach me little things. Like I learned how to highlight hair at 15 years old. She was just teaching me and not that I like took clients or anything, but she would like teach me how to put highlights in her hair and stuff. Um, so I've always been around the hair industry, which kind of helped form the path that I took. And it's so crazy that like my mom going to hair school 30 years ago, she probably never thought that it would encourage me to go to school. And then we'd now have this family business. It's really cool that that one decision she made to go to school, like kind of impacted our whole lives with my whole family. So yes, she did clients all the time when I was growing up. And then, um, she actually stopped doing hair regularly about 10 or 15 years ago. I could be wrong, but it was probably around then. And she actually went into construction. So she ended up becoming a superintendent. And for the last 10 years or so, she's been doing that job full time. So she's been on job sites and, you know, she's like a construction worker and she also does design and stuff. So it's cool because she has like both jobs and like has experience in houses and also hair. So whenever we need something like hung up or something fixed at the salon or at the house, we always call my mom and not my dad, which is kind of funny. Um, but also having her grow up with the knowledge of hair, it helped me when I went to school because I could call her and ask her questions. And now she, um, works at the salon full time. She works in the warehouse. So she does the business stuff with me and my sisters, uh, but she will take clients once a week. So on Wednesdays, she takes clients in my office and then, um, she also teaches with me. So we travel and teach hair classes and she's the one who taught me to do extensions. So it's cool that we're now traveling together and teaching extensions together. It's really full circle. So yes, she is licensed long story short. (laughs) Okay. This question is how do you touch up your filler Botox and teeth and how often? (laughs) Okay. So I have filler. So I have cheek filler and under eye filler. And then I have, I I still, I feel so stupid saying all this. Um, and then I have Botox, which I love and I've been getting Botox for like five years now. Um, and I have that in my forehead in between my brows and then a little bit in the under eye area. And then I do have veneers that I got like a year and a half ago. So with the veneers, I don't have to touch those up very often. My doctor said that they would last about 15 years before I'd have to get replacements. And honestly, getting veneers was one of the best decisions I've ever made. I you know, had to pay a lot of money to do it and it was a big decision, but I have never regretted it. I feel like it's kind of changed the way I look. And I kind of talked about how my jaw surgery did that, but I feel like both the surgery and the veneers just kind of like tied everything together and I love them. So don't regret that at all. Um, I don't regret the filler or the Botox either. And by no means am I saying that anyone needs to get all this stuff done. You definitely do not, but 
you know, my teeth were something that I felt self-conscious about because I had braces for like six years in high school. And then we found out that the braces were done incorrectly and it kind of caused some of my TMJ. And then I had to get braces again and do TMJ. So because of that, my teeth were just never really, they weren't bad by any means, but they just weren't really what I wanted them. And so I saved up and worked hard to get those. And then same with the filler and Botox. I just feel like it gives me confidence. Uh, you know, I, I do it every three months, the filler or sorry, the Botox I do every three months. And then the filler is usually every like nine months to a year. So that lasts a little bit longer, but, um, Stu started doing it with me. I'm probably a bad influence, but he's been getting filler and Botox as well. And I know he's gotten some hate on his Instagram and I don't know if it's cause he's a boy or if people just think he's being like shallow or I don't know. I haven't gotten any hate about it. So it's kind of weird that he has, but, um, I don't think that anyone should feel bad for the things they choose to do. You know, I think that if you are going to get filler or Botox or plastic surgery or anything like that, it should be a hundred percent your choice and it should be completely up to you. So like I said, I'm not telling anyone they need these things to feel beautiful, but it did help me feel better. And I love that I did them. Um, I started getting migraines because of my, or sorry, I started getting Botox because of my migraines and that's kind of why I started getting it. And then I just got addicted to it cosmetically. So I love that it helps my headaches, but also like helps me look and feel better. So love that. Um, also I'm getting my boobs done in two weeks and I haven't actually talked about this publicly yet. Um, but since we're on the topic, I guess I'll tell the podcast fam first. So I'm actually getting a breast augmentation on December 17th. And I'm not going to go crazy. I'm not like trying to get huge boobs because I actually had huge boobs in the past and didn't love them. So when I was 18, I actually got a breast reduction and I had 32 triple Ds and I was, I'm five two. So it was just like a little overwhelming for my body. So because of that, I got a reduction and I went down to like a C, which was perfect. And I loved it. And I'm so glad I did that because I had so much back pain. My sister and my mom actually ended up getting a breast reduction as well. So the big boobs kind of run in our family, but I never, ever, ever thought I would get like implants or anything. But after having my baby, my boobs have changed so much since breastfeeding and being pregnant. So, um, I ended up losing a lot of my volume. So it kind of, I I always say I like feel like a deflated water balloon and I'm sure most of you moms out there can relate and I'm like a bee now. So they're just kind of like smaller and I feel like they don't have as much shape or life. So, um, Addie just got her boobs done. And that's one of my best friends who's on my education team. And she went to this doctor and he did amazing. So I ended up scheduling a consultation with him and they had a last minute opening for the 17th of December. And it was perfect because December, um, we don't travel towards the end of that month because of the holidays. So it was actually perfect timing because we actually don't have any classes and I can recover. And then I'm actually going to Mexico a week after the surgery. So I can just kind of recover by laying out at the pool. So I'm like, all right, I got to do it. So I'm not going to go crazy or anything. I'm just going to get implants to kind of give me fullness again in life and get back to the size that I was before I had a baby. So I'll probably do like a full C again and just kind of give me some shape. So I'm excited about that. Let you guys know how it goes. I'm planning on doing a whole uh, YouTube video on like the process of surgery and recovery and all that. So make sure you guys keep an eye out for that. 
What is your next big goal for Jay-Z and will there ever be a second location? Um, good question. I We always laugh when we get questions like this because we never really have plans. Things just kind of happen so quickly with us. Like we're in our third building now and we never expected to be in our third building four years in, especially with the size of building we have. It was just very unplanned, but it worked out for the best. Um, so I can't say never. Like, you know, I could say, no, we'll never have a second location and then it could happen in like a year. Who knows? Um, I've definitely thought about doing another location in like Salt Lake City because we are in Pleasant Grove and Salt Lake's the biggest city closest to us. And it's like a really central area and a lot of people have asked for it. So I thought it would be kind of fun to do like a retail location up there, maybe have a few stations, like a smaller salon. Um, you know, having another location in another state kind of freaks me out because it's a family business. We all run it and I wouldn't want any of my family to move to another state to run it. And it would also be hard to trust anyone else to run it. So that would be hard, but maybe, I don't know. We would just have to see. So as far as another location goes, maybe, I'm not sure, but there are no plans. And then my next big goal, um, gosh, that's hard. I, I've learned the hard way that I am the type of person that just jumps into things and I don't really think things through. I just kind of like do it and it's worked out really well for me in the past, but there have been times that I do need to slow down and think before I do it. So I I tend to take too much on and so I will be doing this project and then move on to the next one and next one and next one. And that's why we've had so many launches with Jay-Z and they've all been great. And I I want to thank you guys all for making them so successful. But I, I, I've kind of learned the last few months, especially with having a baby, that I need to kind of prioritize my time and manage my life a little bit better. So instead of just trying to always move on to the next big thing, I'm trying to focus on what I have and make those things better. So my biggest goals right now are focusing on education and my YouTube channel and the business as a whole and making those the best that they can be. So that's kind of what I'm planning right now. Of course, we always have like new ideas of things we're coming out with and things we're going to be doing. So it's not that I don't have things in the works, but as far as like a huge goal or milestone, I don't feel like I have that on the horizon. Um, I'm just working on like making the things I have better. Okay. Next question is how did your mom and Nat build that flower arrangement in your salon? Um, so if you watched my salon makeover video from a few days ago, you saw that we did a toning station and we built this amazing floral feathery boho arrangement for above the table. Um, and it was incredible and they literally did it all by themselves and just kind of winged it. So I had so many people tell me they wanted a tutorial for it. So I'm going to try to convince my mom and Nat to do a video on my channel of how they did it, like buying the supplies and putting it together. So stay tuned for that because we did look up arrangements like that and they were so expensive. So it would be kind of nice, um, you know, if you're interested in an arrangement like that to just make it for yourself because it turned out so good. So stay tuned for that video because I'm going to make sure that they do it. All right, you guys, that is all I have time for today. I have even more questions I need to answer. And I did say on my YouTube video that I will be doing a part two. And so I will for sure be doing that. Um, So stay tuned for that because I have a lot more questions to answer. But I'm glad that I was able to do a few of them on the podcast today. Make sure you also check out the YouTube video to go along with this podcast. Um, I also did the Q&A there while I got ready. So I will link that video in the description box below. Like always, you can follow us on Instagram at jayzstyles.co for podcast updates. My Instagram is jz.styles and Stu's is stew.styles. I also have a personal Instagram, which is just Jesse with four eyes. And you can find all of that in the show notes. Thank you guys so much for listening today and we'll catch you on the next one. 